This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio, and today we're talking about Frozen 2, which audiences seem to have really warmed to after its big debut at the box office. You know, this is a sequel we knew was going to happen someday, and now Frozen 2 is finally here, and it's succeeded all expectations in that debut, including setting several new records at the box office. Adina Menzel and Kristen Bell returned to their roles of sisters Elsa and Anna, and just like I did back in 2013, I sat down with them again to talk about what have become iconic roles. You used the word proud when you associated yourself with this movie. Tell me why there's that sense of pride. Um, because, first of all, I think that it's really cool that it's two female leads in this film and that it's done really well commercially with that being the thing. And um, and then on top of that, of course, it's just all the self-empowerment kind of themes and themes about um, sort of owning what makes you really unique in this world and 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 sort of not apologizing for that. And, and talking about different kinds of love than we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like you said it so well the other day when, you, and I've just been repeating it, but <laughs> that, you know, most movies are about romantic love. And that's important and super fun to watch. You want people to fall in love in front of you. But not a lot of movies have discovered, have talked about self-love or familial love, and we put that at the forefront of the first movie. I say we, but it's obviously very Mm -hmm. collective, but that's where the pride comes from because I personally believe if you don't have self-love or familial love, romantic love might not be in your future. Those are sort of the first two steps. So to put that um, on the front burner for kids to digest in a way that's simple for them... um, it just makes groundbreaking, and it pride. feels good to be a part of that. Yeah. I think maybe it's because it's six years later, but am I correct in saying and assuming that you're just more badass this time out? I think oh, we are way more. When you ride that horse, <laughs> I ride oh the horse. Oh my and, god! And she summons huge, giant boulder monster people <laughs> and <laughs> takes them on and tells them to run after her so she can, we don't want to spoil it. It's, the cool thing is that the, 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 what we do in this movie is what people can accomplish if they look into familial love and self-love early on in their life. Okay. If you fill those cups inside you and you don't open yourself up to the world when you're 18 and you leave your nest empty, if you don't, if you're not empty because you kind of know who you are and you've given yourself some tough love and you, you know, can rely on people around you, Mm -hmm. you can accomplish anything. You have a much better center of gravity and self-esteem. And I think you watch these girls. They still struggle, but they're some girls with some self-esteem. Also, the feeling of, I know, with my younger sister, and I would do it for you, just that that unconditional love and that loyalty and that's that territorialness that sense of like I'm going to protect you no matter what nobody my mom used to always say nobody F's with my kids <laughs> just say it everywhere and now I find I am always saying it but that feeling like I will do anything to make and sure that you're okay beautiful when it's kids because I have two girls and my favorite thing in the world is when they both turn against me because I'll be <laughs> reprimanding like the older one will do something silly and I'll reprimand her and I'll be like do you need to take a time out and the little one will come up and go don't talk to my sister 
leave her alone. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, it's funny and I want to laugh, but I'm also like overjoyed that they're defending each uh, other. I'm almost out of time. We talked about your crazy schedule last night, but in the midst of all of this, you've got a Christmas album you need to be promoting too, right? Yeah, it's a holiday album. Uh, <laughs> Actually, there's this great original song on it that I wrote with my friend Jonas Mirren, and it's um. It's it's called at this table, and we were writing we were writing the song, and it's uh, sort of about inclusivity and acceptance and forgiveness and family and um, uh, and it felt like a really great holiday song, a song that we needed and at this time. And then with Frozen coming out and us being snow queens and just having a really celebratory kind of season ahead, then. Um, it just felt like the right thing to do. So I went in the studio and I cut a bunch more holiday songs. Get this album because this is the album you'll want to jam to <laughs> Thanks, at Chris. Christmas this year. <laughs> Thank you. I'm serious. Do it. Thanks. That's my sister. <laughs> Two other stars return for the sequel. Josh Gad, who voices Olaf, and Jonathan Groff as Kristoff. I have never seen somebody try to propose more in a movie. <laughs> I know, right? Than Christoph. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you spend your entire life living in the mountains and then you're only just now getting used to human interaction as opposed to reindeer interaction. <laughs> and then it's love and then it's proposal and it's a lot of pressure. Is it fair to ask you if you like this one more or is it a different kind of like or love? I mean, it is. It's, it's like asking what your favorite child is. Um, well, you have one. I, I yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you 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 love them both equally for different reasons. Um, I think that the first one is just such a tremendous love letter to uh, the love between siblings, in particular sisters, uh, and I think that the second one takes that theme and just expands it into a way that. It not only makes this film stand out on its own accord, but makes the first one that much deeper. Um, but for me, there's so many themes in this one that I think are even richer, are uh, more challenging. For my character personally, I love the growth of him going from sort of toddler to a more fully-fledged child where he's starting to ask questions and have uh, these existential sort of uh, thoughts. And I just think that the creative team is so brilliant at working from the inside out so that the sequel is really about these characters. It's about the journey that they each need to go on in order to not only grapple with what's going to happen in their futures, but come to terms with their past. Nicely said. All right, I don't know if we're going to get this clip, but I'm going to ask you, we talked about it last night, you have this fantastic song. Look, it looks, there's a slight smile when they say that. Yeah. They told you they were going to give it to you. You didn't believe them. You got it. <laughs> yeah, last night at the premiere, I was like, did the song make the cut? I don't know. I don't believe it. I don't believe that it's real. I feel incredibly lucky to have sung a song by Bobby and Kristen Lopez. They're incredible, incredible songwriters. I also got to sit down with the Oscar-winning songwriting team of Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. This is one interview I will not soon forget. I mean, come on. How many times do people actually sing to you? I still need to tell you, after talking to him again today, Jonathan Groff is in some kind of a disbelief that his song is included in this movie. <laughs> Uh, we're so excited for the world to hear what Jonathan has done. It's so beautiful. Um, and I'm really hoping that it empowers people everywhere, including men, to really feel their feelings in a big, big way. 
You're sitting in front of a piano. At home, are you teaching your kids how to play? I wish they would learn from me, but they are taking lessons with, uh, with licensed professionals. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pull rank? They, they, they won't listen to me. It, it's it won't not, work. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I mean, imagine if your father was sitting over, over you going like, nope, yeah. no, back, that's wrong. Lean back, lean back. You're spoiling the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one song in this movie that you love more than any other? No, they're all, you know, they're all our little children. But uh, we've, you can't we've been talking about Into the Unknown because it's such a great way to sort of summarize and introduce uh, the movie to people because it's all about Elsa dealing with this call. Um, we really started with the characters and Elsa isn't where she is meant to be when, when she's the Queen of Arendelle. She's, she, she has a, there's a call and it's leading her out of her comfort zone and in a way that's sort of what life is about. It's about um, taking risks so that you can find where you, where you need to go. So Adina sings it in the movie. In the credits, it's performed by... Panic at the Disco. And in this room, by you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. sure. sure. Yeah, sure. we're the original. You know, we always we, we make the demo. All right, 16 bars. All right, all right. Okay, all right, all right. Um, do, where, do you, where do you want to start? Okay. I've had my adventure. I don't need something new. I'm afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you into the unknown. So can you guys ever go to a party at someone's house when there's a piano and not play? Um, I always force Bobby to sit down at, at those. <laughs> I, I think it's the coolest magic that he can create uh, to sit down and, and play almost any song you've ever heard of. It's one of the few social advantages of being a <laughs> piano geek. <laughs> I'm almost out of time, right? Like, oh, I got one minute. Good. That's more than I thought I had. I usually get the timing a little bit better than that, so I'm excited. Uh, let's just talk about the power of these women now. At one, they've grown up. They have more power. We see it on screen. Did you, when you were doing these songs, give them more power in the words and in the music? It all comes from story, and it all comes from who's really in charge of this story, and that's Jennifer Lee, um, who is, uh, I just... She's taught me so much about um, finding your own power at the table and speaking up and speaking from your point of view, not someone else's. Um, and so she, we work with her and we create this story and it just comes out in the songs when you're writing for strong women that they are going to sing strong, big songs. Are you, doing, are you taking requests today? Sure. sure. I need to intro this piece. So like, how about something like a, here's George Pinocchio with our story. Okay. Um. Uh. Here's George Pinocchio with our story today. <laughs> there are some other veterans returning behind the scenes. Directors Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee and producer Peter Delvecco. I have this sick fascination now with this horse. And when you told me last night that it took 50 people to make that right, I am absolutely... I might be underestimating that, too. <laughs> so I want, just a little, I want to know more about the horse. I hope it's in the clips. Yeah, I mean, certainly when we uh, uh, threw out that challenge, how do you create a horse uh, that's not only made of water, but we need to see it underwater, it required such a collaboration between 
animators and effects artists and lighters and our, our visual development department. Uh, uh, we weren't quite, they weren't quite sure how they would achieve it, uh, but uh, we're thrilled with the result. Yeah, there were a lot of bubble yeah. conversations about bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of you said last night also, which, which I really appreciated, was that you have a vision and you're not sure that you can necessarily accomplish it, mm -hmm. but you give it to the people who think they might mm -hmm. be able to, mm -hmm. and voila, it happens, right? Yeah, they're the ones, they're the ones. We'll throw out these challenges all the time. And we don't even think, you know, we always ask, is this possible? And they're like, we think so. And then they come away with stuff that is way beyond what we could ever mm -hmm. have asked for. So. The great thing is they can see the story developing, and it always comes from story. And so uh, they get excited about that, and they want to deliver. Yeah. I think that you are in a situation now. You've seen this at the Dolby Theater. with You saw all those children walking in. You know how the audience is responding, and you know what happens when this goes on. What goes through your body chemically? Because I bet <laughs> chills happen. I, I, I joke. I'm exhausted. It, I think um, what's so fascinating is this is the moment. I just said a minute ago, it's like the week before giving birth, where you're anxious and nervous, and you are so excited, and everything means so much. And to see it yet begin to start its way out to the world at, um, before opening and hear audiences is just builds that anticipation. And so it's, it's thrilling, it's bittersweet, it's everything all at once. Is it fair to ask, or is this like, if, which child do you like better? Is it fair <laughs> to say you like this one better, or it's a different kind of love? I think it's deepening. Oh, it's a very different That's, kind yeah. of love. I mean, the first one was... Uh, just the beginnings of something. Yeah. Of course, we were all creating these characters together. They hadn't truly been formed yet. Um, this where there's, they were sort of formed already, but it was taking them deeper and pushing yeah. them deeper. So it's they're, very they're different. They're family to us. <clears throat> Eight years. It's like you love your your five year old for who they are, but you also love your them when they become a teenager, old. or maybe not as much. They're a little bit older than a teenager. <laughs> uh, there is something about, you know, I think when the first one came out and everyone loved it and it did so well, people wanted it instantly. Mm -hmm. And I think you were actually very smart to wait because the anticipation has been building now for <laughs> six Well, that years. makes me nervous, yeah. but no, it's... Well, I think yeah. it's, it's always the story. I mean, yeah. we, we always want to approach it from the story point of view, from the character's point of view, and we don't release a movie until we feel confident and, and ready for it. We don't even announce a release date until we know we have the story that we want to tell. Mm -hmm. um, I probably have time for one more question, and it's about women, so it's going to the woman. <laughs> Not that, that sounds sexist now that it comes no, out of my mouth. I'll take it. Don't but worry. <laughs> You're saying it's a good room. I think that... You have two badass women <laughs> who were girls once upon a time, but there is so much more strength in both of them, and they are both heroic, that it really is a pleasure to watch play out. Well, that means a lot. I think, I think what I love about both of these women is they surprised us. When you say, when the characters tell you where they need to go and you listen to them, it, it's something very special. And what I was blown away by, A, what they were willing to do for each other and for their kingdom and for their families, but when, when faced with things even on their own, what, they, what they're capable of, I think things that we never imagined. And so I really hope these two can really um, help us, or, you know, anyone look at the courage they have within, even when they're not sure they have it, and the power of perseverance. There are two newcomers to the team for Frozen 2, who I also had the pleasure of sitting down with to chat. Sterling K. Brown plays Mateus, the leader of a group of soldiers, and Evan Rachel Wood lends her voice to Aduna, the mother of Elsa and Anna. I love that you are, in essence, a Disney geek. 
Yeah. I'm a, in essence, this one right here may be more of a geek than I am, but I, I, I am that guy who loves the storytelling that animation allows, right? And I think Disney does it better than anybody else because their animation has always been top notch, but the stories are the ones that keep pulling you back time and time again. It's the difference between why people see something once and be like, oh, that was fun, mm -hmm. and why you keep watching <laughs> something. Like, you don't crest a billion dollars with the first Frozen because it just looks pretty. Yeah. It's because the story resonates with you in such a deep way that you watch it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And you always take something new away from it, too. Absolutely. Like, The Lion King is <clears throat> probably my number one Disney yeah. film that I've loved. And the older I've gotten, you relate to all the different versions of Simba and then Mufasa and then the, the one that's running away and the kid who was grief I mean it's just like all of it yeah. it's like you always take something different away okay sure. so you might be right about told you I told you <laughs> so when he it's got real bad <laughs> yeah so this might be a good question I know that when Sterling got this gig he basically jumped up and down on his bed with his wife yeah something oh, like that. that to celebrate what did you do now I'm afraid to I ask. was in the I was in the hair and makeup trailer on a film I was doing and I was sitting there trying to get ready and I found out and I started weeping and it, it kind of uh, threw a wrench in the whole getting ready process that day. But I couldn't believe it because I auditioned for it. I thought it went really well but you never know and then I didn't hear anything for like a month or a month yeah. and a half so you just you just think yeah maybe it went away and then you just get this phone call out of the blue that your dreams have all come true. It was fantastic. <laughs> I like that you had your um, TV daughter there last night to watch your movie. Yeah. And so you're they're seeing it through kids' eyes, but in talking to the two of you, I think you will see it with adult eyes and kids' eyes. Yeah. I think so. I think that you never lose that feeling of who you were when you first experienced it, right? And then you just evolve over time as well. And so both perspectives exist at the same time. Like all the silly laughs are laughs that I laugh at every every single thing and then like the deeper messages also have the resonance for me as an adult too. I talked with you about your character last night. I should probably talk to you about yours yes. because it's you're both new <coughs> characters, right? So yeah. do you do you love this person you play? I really do. And it's funny uh, my partner looked at me and was like, "Yeah, isn't it weird how they always cast people like their characters?" Kind of looking at me like, <laughs> "Do you do you see how much you're like her?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, actually, it's really weird that you put it that way." <laughs> they do do that. Um I took it as a huge compliment. Um Amen, Queen. She, yeah. You know, she you see kind of she's like the bridge between Anna and Elsa. You know, you see where the spunkiness of Anna comes from and 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 sort of this this mystery that Elsa has, and the, and the mother sort of encompasses all those things, and she's so fiercely protective of her daughters that she's willing to give the ultimate sacrifice. And she has her own mysteries um, that they need to uncover, and she's left breadcrumbs for her children to discover um, themselves through the past. So, Well, I am getting this, so I will just end with a comment that I didn't expect this to go as deep as it did, and it, yeah. it took us to a, a new place. And as a moviegoer, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, George. All this talent in one movie, and that's not the whole cast. Also in this film, Alfred Molina, Martha Plimpton, Jason Ritter, Jeremy Sisto, Alan Tudyk, and many more. This film is rated PG. It runs about an hour and 40 minutes or so, and it is in theaters now. Thanks for joining me for another edition of Off the Red Carpet. Hope you enjoy Frozen 2 if you haven't seen it yet. And if you have, you can always write to me on Twitter at ABC7George. Thanks for joining us. Bye.